dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We here, we live, you can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 123. Pumping them out, man. We just doing what we do. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. We got a lot of episodes to you, for you to enjoy. Yeah. Check them out on SoundCloud, iTunes. Five stars on iTunes. Show us some boy some love. Yeah, Show us some boy some love. Share with a new friend this week, man. We got a lot of content. I'm sure it's something that can motivate somebody you know. So you know. Motivation. Yeah, share it. Share us, man. Help Bruh. us out. What popped yesterday for you, man? man what was going busy on? Busy day. And I'm still, I got some energy, man. That, that was a good day for me. I had um, Central State Homecoming. I had Styrus Homecoming, same day. So, Mr. Homecoming. Yeah, two for one deal. <laughs> so I did, um, man, it. It's crazy. People don't, you know, they probably don't even know or realize how much a DJ go through just for your event. I had to literally Thursday night drive out to Central and leave my vehicle next to this RV because there was no possible way to get in. I was going to get in there and be able to set up, you know, three to six. Right. So I drove there Thursday night, parked the whip, um, got a ride back home. And then uh, my mom dropped me off uh, yesterday. Felt we, like you was in school again. <laughs> man, I, I, I was joking. I'm like, I ain't been in the backseat of a car in so long because I'm, you know, I'm dad. I'm driving wife and kids everywhere. I don't let the wife drive hardly ever if I have a choice. <laughs> so to be in someone's backseat, you know, I said that leaving Central Thursday to the people that took me home. And then I said to my mom, like, man, I've been feeling like a little... Little celebrity out here. I got the back seat, laptop, you know, final touches and getting getting some final work in. But that was a great time out at Central. Shout out to the Marauders, man. They had a great homecoming. A lot of it just seemed like a lot of black love, man. Like that was my really first time experiencing it on a sober side. You know, oh. I, as a has has a youth when you go to homecoming at Central, you know, that involves some pre-gaming with your boys, you know, you drinking there. My memory of homecoming was not in that regard. So to be a, a little older, a little wiser, and uh, just to see, you know, saw some old faces, people I haven't seen since, you know, maybe, maybe my strong club days, you know, some old faces. A lot of, a lot of just, it looked like a lot of alum that, like, you could tell the ones that's, like, got good retirement, had a good job, had a good career. Like, it's just nice to see black people kicking it. And yeah. there was a lot of them out there, man. So we had a great time. The wife came with me. We did that three to six. Packed up, bolted out. Head over to Stivers, uh, Stivers High School and did their prom, or homecoming from 8 to 11. And uh, had a full day, man. We we kicked it from all day. From the grown folks to the teenagers. And it was perfect because the, the vibe that I was booked for for Central, you know, a lot, a lot of RVs is out there. Everybody got their own little crew or whatever they're celebrating. And it seemed like I heard maybe five, six DJs mm-hmm. um, in different intents. They had one with a big sound system where like the bulk of the youth kind of kicked it. But the vibe I was booked for was a '90s vibe, so it was perfect for me musically. I could go through a whole bunch of my 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 stuff yeah. in the '90s, and we sprinkled in some smile, bitch, and sprinkled in some in my feelings, and yeah. you know all that. And um, 
to get to the Stivers homecoming and then just flip that to, you know, maybe more so down the lanes of my of my radio mixes that I do for High 102. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was nice to flip that. And, you know, I was telling the wife on the ride home, and I— I get I get so much anxiety going into every gig. I, I worry about the what ifs. The what ifs take over my brain, and more times court issues, mic yeah, issues, whatever could happen. I worry about it, and I get I get anxiety, and I think that's part of my you know what I do in my personal with my military life. All that just kind of it, it jumps on board, you know, yeah. and I just get it. And I was telling her, man, it's like I've done you know I did a 50th birthday party this past month. I've done weddings. I've done homecomings i've done 40th anniversaries and i get all this praise but i worry still i worry 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 but like everybody seemed to have a genuine have a good time the central crowd i'm, I'm hearing oh's and oohs, you know taking them down memory lane and the high school kids they turned up yeah. so it was a great I time seen the snaps great great day for killer kev man yeah so. man i've uh you know my brother went to central state so i've been going yeah. to central state homecoming since i was like 17 nice so you know, I've gone from the little brother that just hanging out, seeing the sights and mm-hmm. just chilling to, you know what I'm saying, I'm a grown man now. So whenever I go out there and see all his peoples that come back to town, yeah, what's up, what up, what's up, what's up, radio man? I remember when you was a little nigga coming up here <laughs> trying to kick with the big dogs. You know, h- hanging out with them and, you know, I wasn't able to make it out there this year, but I saw pictures of everything like that, because uh, I was in Columbus for oh, the weekend. Wow, man. wow. I went to check out the Buckeyes. Oh, I.O. Got it done. Got it I saw done. the highlights. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, going to a game and watching on TV is two totally different experiences, yeah. man. You know, angles are everything. Mm-hmm. Um, being in a crowd is a different animal. And, you know, as I'm watching the game, it's dawning on me. Our defense stinks. <laughs> it's a little sus. This a little sus. The defense needs work. Yeah. Yeah, and lots of it, man. Haskins can slain that rock. Also, I noticed, man, the offensive line is not getting a real good push because the running running yards really aren't there right mm-hmm. now. So thank goodness it's a long season. Thank goodness they won the game. But uh, we had a good time, man. We were up there. Um, our corporate office invites a couple guys out every year. So they fly people in from all other other parts of markets and everything nice. like that. So we went up and gave us some room. We was up there kicking it, uh, um, tailgated, yeah, brews on top of Brian. Drink so many beers in so long, dude. I was like, man, yeah. I really feel like I'm tailgating like I used used to. You That's know what how I'm saying? I felt at Central. I had people I was DJing for. You know, they had they supply of stuff they was offering. Right next to me was like a full blown bar, hey. and I mean the. Trunk was popped and <laughs> layers of Hennessy and Patron and you name it. And it was just like, I had a couple of those, had a couple of these. I'm like, I got to tone down for this. I got, I got a high school event to do. <laughs> it was like 430. I'm like, yo, I can see where this could head. Let me let me water this up for the rest of the time I'm here. Right, right. So after um, we go to the game and do tailgate, man, we head over to Donato's and watch nice. the second half of the games, watch one TV had the hockey game on, another had Major League playoff baseball on, yeah. watching the other games, pizza, more beer, more shots. And I like, shoot, you know, I left Dayton at like 7 30. Mm-hmm. So I got up like about 6 30. So being up and going, yeah, you know, getting up, driving, tailgating, game, cheering like a maniac, mm-hmm. leaving. Tailgating a little bit more, then heading over to a pizza party, drinking some more, yeah. hanging out, wilding out. 
by eight o'clock, I was tapped. <laughs> I was like, yo, I got to get back to the telly. Yeah. I'm done. That's actually on my bucket list, but I've never gone to a Buckeye game. Really? And uh, actually, my first time ever in the shoe was at the JM and Beyonce concert. Okay. I got to, I got to go in the shoe one other time, but it wasn't nothing. It was like a like a wedding, you know, taking photos, and. uh I've always wanted to go because I feel like college football tailgate. I've, you know, you tailgated. I tailgated with the Bengals game. I'm even tailgated at like a Colts game with some mm-hmm. friends, and I've had the NFL experience. But I just feel like that college atmosphere is a different animal. I would love to just you know have a day like you had with the eight nine o'clock. You know, you start and you, start you, you just experience it. That, you give them a week. You're tired for two days after, but Facts. you experience it. So. <laughs> right now. But the thing about it is what I really want to do, I really something like I've done, but I haven't done to the fullest extent, uh, go to other campuses. Because, yeah. you know, I've been to a lot of Ohio State games, and it's always a good time when I go. But I want to go to Notre Dame for mm-hmm. a game. I want to go to LSU for a night game versus Bama. I want to go to Oklahoma, Texas, down at the uh, – Texas State Fair. Yeah. Like, I want to go to experience these games because, like I always say, I'm more of a fan of the sport of college football than yeah. I am of my team. Of course I'm rooting for the Buckeyes. Of yeah. course I'm rooting for Florida State to win. But I want to see these other atmospheres. I want to experience it because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just fun to yeah. see what other campuses look like, what other tailgates look like, what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just – that's how it's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Of course you got your – your big rivals that you probably don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I have. I went to I went to Ohio State at Michigan. I've been to there before. So I've been to a couple good campuses, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for some good games. But I want to go to more. Like, that's, like, one of my things that I love to do is just, like, travel and go to college football mm-hmm. games. But the only, the only bad part about it is, like I said, I love the college football so much. When I'm not able to see the other games, I get, like, What's going on? What's going on? Oh, oh, what's going on with that uh, LSU Georgia game? What's going on with Michigan State Penn State? It's like mm-hmm. I gotta know. I gotta know. I need the information. I remember my my guy uh, Brandon McKinney when he played for the Ravens uh, towards the end of the year. That's always one of the last games for the Bengals. And uh, my parents were celebrating their anniversary, and I hollered at him. You know, like my dad, he never really got to go to a Bengals game. And da, 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 da. he like only for you. I'm doing this, <laughs> and he he uh, he got us like second row seats, Ooh. man, from a uh, uh, Peco. He was yeah. his college teammate when he was for uh, playing for the Bengals, and uh, we had the whole experience, man. And it was it was just nice to like see it that close, experience it that close. He came over and like said, "What's up?" And like you know, you got a hundred people in the section looking at you, like, "Who was that guy?" Exactly. You know, Who was that? You know, experience just like, experience in sports. And I've always said, I've always wanted to go like. Maybe maybe I'll start doing this in my forties or something, but go to Wrigley and experience yeah. a game, and go see the go see the Red Sox and go see Madison Square. Just go to different sporting events that our childhood, you know, have have seen numerous sports moments happen there. And even on the college level, I got to experience a girl I dated in the military. Family was really Grambling Southern heavy, mm. and uh, they took me with them to like their family weekend of that going to that uh, classic, and literally to see. A black family of 70 people and 35 got on Southern gear and 35 got on Grambling gear. <laughs> What's beef? Yeah. Beef is we cousins, <laughs> cousins walking in like, we're JoJo at. I'm ready this year. Like, they ready barking at. It was, it was so dope to experience that on the outside, just be that close to it. You know, and then the New Orleans itself, we got the. 
through the whole Bourbon Street afterwards, and it was just that whole experience was like one of my top college experiences for sure. Man, wifey want to go to New Orleans so bad. Mm-hmm. I every time something New Orleans related comes That's on, that's a TV, good weekend to go. She gives me that look like, and I, I keep trying to explain her. I'm, I'm we're gonna go because, but she has a girls' trip every year. And I keep trying to get her to do the girls' trip down there. Not that I don't want to go. Yeah. I'm like, yo, don't y'all, you and your girls go to Essence Festival? It's like, no, nah, I want to go on a regular weekend. I was like, yo, you know I have food allergies. Mm-hmm. Everything they got in that gumbo got shrimp, Man. got crab. Like, I'm going to die if I eat food down they there. They put just, the newspaper on the table. Yeah. Buckets of crawfish and just seafood galore. <laughs> It I'm was, just walk around like yeah. that, dog. I'm gonna swell up <laughs> yeah. off the smell. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the mecca. That's that, that was my first time having crab legs. Was in New Orleans with her family. Like the grandma made them, so it was okay. like the, the true New Orleans. The I've been doing this shit for seventy years, son. <laughs> Eat these crab legs, you know. Like it was, it was that what turned me on to crab legs. My next experience was Papa Do's, and my third was Red Lobster. <laughs> so I had Red Lobster third, and was like, never again. You went from the top <laughs> okay, to the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Before we uh, jump into topics, man, I really want to shout out Montgomery County recorder Woo! Brandon McLean. People That's a dope pod, all, man. Yeah, people, people uh, hit me about that pod. They enjoyed the content, and I, and, and I wanted to share with y'all, man, something funny. Uh, yesterday morning, wake up. You know, we getting the kids ready for the day with Nana and figuring out what, our moves for the day. And it's like ten in the morning. And I'm like, who at the door? And some kid with a with a Brandon McLean shirt on is is out there like, you know, I'm out here representing or you know on behalf of Brandon McLean. And I'm like, yeah, I had him on my pod last week. Dope pod, you should check it out. <laughs> Didn't realize that Brandon McLean was like off in the cut, waiting waiting for him to do his spiel probably, and he's gonna walk up. <laughs> he peeks over in the corner like, hey. So I want to shout him out because. Politicians, they do get out. You yeah. know, they do knock on doors. They do come out and ask for your vote. And it was nice to like just the how how crazy that was. He could have been anywhere in Montgomery County. Yeah, and he had my door. That's so that, dope. it was nice to see. We had a nice little laugh about it. So I just wanted to shout him out, man. For and wish, sure, man. wish him luck, man. Wish you y'all vote this coming November. Absolutely, get out to the polls, man. Speaking of politicians, Uh-oh. we have to go here. Uh oh, Mr. West, <sighs> wake up, Mr. West. Oh my goodness, man. So he went to meet with President Trump yeah. at the Oval Office looking like a buffoon. Mm-hmm. Straight up buffoon. Now, I talked to my grandmother. I talked to my mom. And, you know, those big generation gaps or whatever. And the, the overrolling theme that I got from my grandmother is shame. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself for doing something like mm-hmm. that. The theme that I got from my mom is this motherfucker has a mental illness. He's off his meds. Yeah. And then I talked to my brother. Like, this nigga ill. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I, I talked to the three people I respect the most in the world, and yeah. I get three different opinions, and I can't help but say they're all right. Yeah. They're all 100% correct in yeah. all those aspects. I do think he's off his meds. I do think this nigga's ill. I do think he should feel ashamed of himself. And the biggest person in the room... The president of the United States, he felt bad too. I could tell. Yeah. Cause he couldn't get a word in. Every time <laughs> Trump would try to speak, Kanye over talking. Yeah. And just rambunctious and just just full of energy. It's almost like a child. Yeah. 
It's crazy, and man. Then, and then I, you know, with my full day yesterday, I was off the grid as far as, you know, checking phone. But I saw like a TMZ alert where he went on Twitter and kept a rant going, you know, went on another rant about all that he was doing and about mind control and everything that he's kind of pushing. And, yeah. you know, to be honest, man, when when, when that was happening, I, I, I watched some of the content, but I really truthfully watched it on mute. Like, I didn't want to hear what they were talking about. I just wanted to see. They weren't talking about shit. I just wanted to see, like, and it looked like with the volume down, I didn't want to hear it. I really didn't. I, I just wanted to, like, be able to have a little bit of clue, a context context to what we're talking about today. Yeah. I just I just kind of looked at it, and it, to, see, to see him kind of, you know, it, it felt aggressive. It felt, you know, animated. It felt extra, and... So his mom it wasn't is, aggressive, but it definitely was animated and definitely extra. Since his mom passed, I really feel like he's been crying out for like mental help. I mean, he's had some episodes and things where his he he he's just he's just kind of floating down in this this path of destruction. You know, mm-hmm. everybody you know to get out, and it, it feel like he in a he in a sunken place. It feel <laughs> Dude, like it, it, it definitely feels like that. It feels terrible. The thing about it was when it, it came on. I was like, man, I'm not watching this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause first of all, I talked to my homeboy Tim. And him and I talk about like a lot of this type of stuff. And he always hits me up, like, hey, if you care way too much about what these people think, Kanye West is not speaking for us. Yeah. He's in a whole different zone. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we care? Like, he's not speaking for our generation. He's not speaking for the world of hip hop. Like, you shouldn't care. And I, I'm, he's right. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? He's an idiot. I don't agree with it. He has to say he's so far gone. What's the point? Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to even watch. So I'm in my office or whatever. And the person I share an office with listens to Rush Limbaugh. And they interrupted Rush Limbaugh to play part of the audio. <laughs> and I'm like, so I got roped in. About an hour later, I watched the whole situation on youtube so mm-hmm. for about i don't know maybe 10 12 minutes is how long the video is and i just sensed a sense of trump saying this look on his face like what the hell did i get myself into mm-hmm. like i didn't i didn't know it was gonna be like this yeah and then i get the sense from yay that he's lost like he was calling trump a fa- father figure he couldn't couldn't get down with hillary couldn't get understand the me too movement because he's married and it's all women in his family uh and just like all over the place yeah, there weren't yeah. there wasn't anything coherent there wasn't anything like all right i want to talk to everybody about this and then this and this it was just bouncing ideas all over the place and things that just was popping up in his mind kind of like one of those situations where you know you got anxiety about a test or whatever, and you wake up in the middle of the night and you like, oh man, I can't forget about this. Oh shoot, I can't forget about this. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what about this information? Is he going about this on? So you just like scrambling and just going all around and around searching for what he wants to say. So at that moment when I'm watching, I'm thinking like, yeah, he's definitely off his meds mm-hmm. because he can't put a complete statement together without jumping to a different subject. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty obvious. And then the other thing that I get from it. They took a big overall shot of the whole room, and I saw Jim Brown was there. That was my question coming to you. What was he doing there? Well, like, Jim was Brown, he a part of it? Was he a part of the? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's. Uh, how can I say this without sounding <laughs> fucking 
fuck it. Our <laughs> podcast. As a kid, my mom hated Jim Brown. And mm. I was thinking to myself, well, why would you hate Jim Brown? He's a all-time leading rusher, uh, great for Cleveland. Beat his old lady back in the days. Mm-hmm. And he had a statement about the whole Me Too movement as well. So all those things that happen as a kid for kids that you hear things from your parents about people like these guys are bad people or yeah. they did foul things back in the day. And then when you come an adult and they're doing questionable behavior now, that's why. Yeah. Because it happened back then and they still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Jim Brown felt like it was okay to hit his old lady. He did a lot of great things for black people. Activism, but still beat his old lady yeah. multiple times. And he don't see nothing wrong with what's going on with Trump. So I don't people always say two things can be the same. Yeah. I don't know if you can two these two things can be the same. I don't know if yeah. you can beat your old lady and be an activist. Yeah. It just don't don't add up for me. And and one thing, a little off topic, but like it, it seems our our black community, the elders, they don't want to share some of those experiences that they may be, you know, you know, they might hold on to that and and, and just pass down through the family. We don't fuck with with, 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 with Mr. Brown. Yeah. We don't, we don't fuck with him. Yeah. And you just grow up, you know, not knowing the full the full story as to why you might you might, you know, do a little research and it could be it could have been a cousin, a friend, or who you know, whatever. I'm yeah. just giving an example. But it seems like our elders don't share some of the some of the bad that they experienced. Maybe because it hurts or they still holding it. Yeah. But I feel like that would help us as a people, you know, form better opinions and, 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 and be able to understand things better. Not not to understand beating a woman, but understanding how young people kind of shy away from anything like that. Yeah. Our the, the 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 bait clubs and the dialogue and the respectful dialogue like our generation struggles I feel to get through a lot of that. You know, they they they'll either start it and then be like I ain't fucking with this. <laughs> yeah. I can see where this is going. Then let me turn off everything I care like let me turn all that off and just zone out. Like it it needs to be a, a better a better way to do it. A better way to bring light to situations, and the way the way Kanye is, it like jumped in this, and the way other people are kind of in this, it just don't feel right. It don't feel, it feel like everybody trying to do a little something, and it's getting out of hand. It's just getting, ugly. it's getting out of hand. But I I don't know where where we go from here because our leaders that we respect are, are unwilling to have dialogue with president trump mm-hmm. so it's like can we get to a better place without having dialogue because our leaders won't speak with him because they feel like they will be being used as a pawn just like kanye's being used as mm-hmm. a pawn and trump they don't want to be used. getting black votes off exactly of this. exactly because so say because say kaepernick was there mm-hmm. with him or whatever he's he would be trying to use kaepernick as a pawn and Kaepernick obviously doesn't want to be used as a pawn. So mm-hmm. there's no dialogue going to happen between them. So we can't get any further without dialogue. And one side's not going to budge. And the other side's not going to budge. So what Trump and his team is doing, they're finding the people that will side with him and will come speak with him. But do I, I'm not sure I want Kanye West speaking for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I'm 100% sure I don't want Kanye West speaking for me and because he had no coherent thoughts. And as he was saying, oh, yeah, we need to 
talk about prison reform. You know, like yeah. I, I, maybe, I, I, maybe Meek Mill be a little better for that. But Someone that's the other thing about it. Meek Mill's unwilling to meet with him as well. Right. You know, it's a it's a where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. How do we have dialogue without people feeling like they're going to be used? And how do we have dialogue with him that you can Meaningful. actually see yeah. where we're coming from? Yeah. It's it's a, it's a we caught in a box. Yeah. There's no way out. There's no way out because there's no dialogue going to happen because neither side is going to budge. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. It is. Have you uh have you seen the uh, the dialogue on on the shop? Bruh. <laughs> if y'all so I didn't see the shop. I, I just saw the Drake part. Okay. You haven't seen the actual episode. No, I haven't seen. No, but e I, I saw one? the 15 minute clip of okay. Drake though. Cuz uh it was coming on it probably came on like a month ago yeah and at one episode so yeah, i'm like i'm one. like record series and i'm looking for it for you know the following week nothing i'm like when is it coming back on and i started seeing a little the little drake you know he gonna be on this week and uh we we watched that uh i believe it was friday night and that whole episode you know they, they do a lot of just what we're talking about they're young people you know they had uh the the Mo Mamba dude the, yeah, the young yeah, Mo Bamba. yeah yeah they had him they had a uh, Deladon on there, um the first episode they even had um what's the comedian mm, older white guy oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 but they had you know just you have drip people and they're having the dollar we're talking about they're having a sit down and they're discussing topics barbershop topics yeah you know? yeah yeah but you know to to hear to hear Drake kind of give his piece on on yay. <laughs> and, and, and to hear to hear kind of you know it was i think it was it was it was like a one of the first times for me in hip hop where a rap battle turned into like a a decent story you know what i'm saying like it had it had we got some more meat to like how these songs come about yeah. you know we got we got some meat as far as to hear Oh, I went to Wyoming. You know, I, I I probably had too much to drink the night before and was in my in my feelings and yeah. uh, share some stories with Ye. And then he starts getting it back and seeing, uh oh, I got set up. I got a, I got the oak the okie doke. I will say this for Mister West. Uh oh, if that is true, it is slimy. Yeah, it's very politician of me and very fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that was his true intent, which yeah. probably is, if you got this man to come out there, write you some songs, right? Give you his whole rollout plan, <laughs> play you some music, give you his whole backstory <laughs> about him and his baby mama, gave that info to Pusha, and then said, "Yo, we releasing so many yeah. songs or so much music on these dates right before his." And sent him out of there with one song and said, "Let's do it." Mm. That is that's some gangster shit. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I'm really curious to see how Ye Future gonna be in hip hop. I don't think it's gonna be. He's such a producer and such a a, a force in it that he'll still be able to put content out and people will still want to be a part of it. But I, I think some of these, you know, the Ti's and the the, the two chains and some of these. Grown men yeah. that still that still rapping, you know, very opinionated on how they feel about what he doing and how he's you know affecting you know a culture. You know, facts, I mean? facts. So. I, I am, I too am conflicted. <laughs> now, there's 
very few things that I love in this world unconditionally. My family. Yeah. And shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sneaker yeah. fanatic. So when I was able to get a pair of Yeezy Wave Runners for retail, I was super pumped. I'm super <laughs> happy. But I am seriously, cons- I haven't worn them yet, seriously considering selling them because of the way this man is acting. Yo, I've, I've, put, I've put Kanye Musical.ly in the R. Kelly folder. Oh. Like, their College Dropout is one of my favorite projects ever, you know, and just so, some of that music. They're from early Kanye, you know. I just was listening to Graduation I'm telling today. You, I'm telling you. I can't put this in the R. Kelly folder. This yeah. album is too dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, but I literally like, hey, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the, the Styrus Homecoming, and I'm playing that I love it song. And uh-huh. I'm, getting, I'm getting close to Ye's verse, and I'm like, I'm not playing this shit. I'm blending this shit out. Like, my emotions set in. Like, I don't want to hear Ye rap right now. I don't want to hear his voice right now. I don't want to hear nothing. But... Graduation, college, like those, those early Yay albums Woo. mean something to me. Facts. Early R. Kelly means something Facts. to me. Like, like I, I, I'm at, I'm at a wedding, and you know, stepping in the name of love will go good with these people right now. But yeah. I don't want the old heads coming over. Well, fuck with you know, people are emotional right now, so very emotional. But don't nothing bring people closer together than some good music. That man. is a fact. Like that's the thing, man. Like. Michael Jackson did some crazy shit too. He hung his uh, kid over a balcony, <laughs> and we still rock with MJ. Yeah. I think it's like, especially for black people, it's like the line of demarcation before they get outed. Mm-hmm. Anything before that, we're still fuck with. <laughs> right. So you know, any like the off the wall album, the Thriller album, mm-hmm. I'm bad. We still rocking with them. Yeah. Stuff after that, you probably find some people like, I ain't fucking with that. Yeah. Just like Kells, anything after TP2, mm-hmm. yeah. people really ain't fucking with because shit started getting a little too hectic. Right. But them first albums, that 12 play, I play. You remind me of my G. Yeah, yeah I'm I, playing that, bro. I put on any 12 play song at the last 20 minutes of most weddings when the last couple, you know, dances is happening. Somebody always loses their shit every time. It doesn't matter, you know. Somebody belly grinding on the ladies. Somebody on the flow. Something. Somebody's going in, and like that's what that music. You know, it, it make you not even think about him pissing on little. You know, whatever. <laughs> you you thinking about what I was doing in '96, what Facts. I was doing in '97, what you know, all that. So knocking on girls' windows, trying to sneak in the crib. Hopefully, Ye can really, you know, I think he needs to really uh, consider some some mental health because, uh, you know, I don't want to be the, you know, the like I'm wishing bad on the guy, but he's going on a path that seems very destructive. Definitely. And it, it seems very uh, not under control. You know, it's just kind of going for broke. You believe, Drake? I think that he... I think that, you know, he was sharing some things. I think that, you know, he cause he said, like, you know, I, I played him. I played him that March 14th or whatever that, 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 that whole thing is. And I think he was saying truth. But I also feel artists always, always are, are, are alley-ooping their next move. Facts. They're always putting enough sauce on things to either reel you in, have you come back and look. Be excited for this date. Something's going to happen. So a lot of that, too, I think, is the the show business, the showmanship of show business. So, I mean, you have to kind of like, you know, I could say, you know, I I 
messed up my calf trying to trying to dunk in some flip flops. <laughs> or I could say, you know, I cross this dude up, yeah. hit him with the hit him with the spin move. Try to try to olay him and lost my you know you know whatever you know I got to make it a little, little more a little, little more sauce on it. exactly yeah. so you got to that's yeah. the world you know what I believe in one hundred percent and I'm not even a Drake fan yeah but this is the thing about it it's a backhanded compliment I believe him because I do believe he's stupid enough to just divulge all that information yeah yeah and but I think he's gullible enough to do that I think he's gullible enough to fall for something like yeah. that. I don't think he has the street smarts to know that this could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's aware enough to know that these things happen. And judging from his recent behavior on tour, it's open arms. It's love with everybody. It's love with people he had beef with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Meek situation. It's love with Chris Brown. It's love with everybody. It's it's the love. He, yeah. he acting like Diddy. He is. He acting like Diddy acts now. It's, it's love. I want I want to embrace everybody. It ain't no problem. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it for me with the whole Drake situation is, it was all good when you had your foot on Meek Mill neck. Mm-hmm. You was crushing him. Mm-hmm. You was champ of the world. But when tables turn, uh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> when tables turn and you get you get game ran on you, mm-hmm. you got gamed. And you got smacked. Yeah. And now it's love. Like, I don't want no smoke. Because that leads me to believe there's more information Ye has that you you told him. Yeah. You told him something super That did that that he important. held on to. Yeah. That, and and like, you know he got it. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> man, he ain't say this thing that mm-hmm. I told him, though. So he still got it. So let me be on some love shit. And I'm not even But that's the I'm one. On that's it. the one X I give this whole thing is for you to come tell that story. And say, you know, you have a you had a song that was gonna, you know, bust yay and and push. And I'm thinking to myself, hip hop would have been okay with you being super petty and just dropping another bomb because the energy for that situation, it would have all been closed off three years later as the Drake Pusher T thing. You know, who's to say, you know, it might have got ugly, it might have got nasty. Yeah. But ain't that what most hip hop, if he, if he's getting that deep, you know that becomes a point. There's a point where everybody go, oh shit, some shit might jump off now. Yeah, some East Coast West, you know. What, and, what? And, and you and you say that, and it all goes back to two records. Before <laughs> there was a diss records, you know, uh, the bridge is over. Yep. You had uh, Kumo D verse LL, the Jack the Ripper, all those songs, but there wasn't anything in hip hop like hit him up. Hit nothing. Nothing like it. Nothing. And, People say well, the song is whack. That song come on so People say <laughs> the song isn't any good. Or people that say Who Shots is a better song. Then you get the other people to say Who Shots isn't about Tupac. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. The point is, there had never been a diss song in hip-hop history like Hit em Up. Yeah. That's why I fucked your bitch. Yeah. And when you speak in that type of venom, those type of words, mm-hmm. that type of anger, that type of frustration, be it made up or not, Cause some people obviously think it's fabricated stories. Some people believe that Pot really did bang faith. Yeah, wasn't there. Yeah. All I do know is Pot came with venom, and those bars weren't like super dope bars, but they were just Direct. attacking yeah, bars. It was, it was, it was, the, it was that it song was, for one person. Yeah, meant to hurt you bars. Yeah. And from that day on, the shit got nasty. Well, not nasty because I think that's probably the meanest type of shit ever. Like, I mean, even like no Vaseline 
wasn't this mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just d- directly dissing the, the individuals in NWA. Cube did. But, but that song right there, yeah. yikes. I, I don't think Drake's image, no matter how nasty it got, I think he still would have been able to, you know, put out a song with Chain Smokers, put Facts. out a put out a song with Ariana Grande, Facts. whatever he, you know, like what. However, he kind of he kind of he made he made he made it seem as if if I did this, my whole Drake thing that I've been working so hard for is is, is battered is is scorned because I because I I had some real nasty things to say and then it would have only been only two ways to solve this. He kind of was trying to portray as if you know I was about to go down a path that wasn't good for my for my image and I'm like I, I believe he does have a, have a song on deck but I believe that Ye and got, Pusha yeah. have something else that they haven't unloaded he got hit in the they, mouth once he yeah. don't want to get hit in the mouth again yeah we got this on deck yep. if you get out of line again yep. I believe that I believe and that's why he's not going to release it Yeah. so he's and you know what honestly I think that you know it's a smart play like I don't, I definitely know Drake is a smart dude, yeah. And he knows, like, look, man, let me just cut it off. Why? Let me cut my what's the saying? Get my wins, whatever how the saying goes. Mm-hmm. That I can just back off of this. I can continue to drop dope music, get tons and tons of airplay, like you said, make those crossover records yeah. and st- keep stacking my money up, and then portray it as I'm taking the high road. Yeah. But before you weren't down to take the high road, that's what when I'm you were saying. Winning, that is what I'm saying. Keep that same energy, dog. There's a part of me that I call Petty Kev that I never let go of. And that Petty Kev is a fan of Drake more than the other kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I enjoy Drake because he can get petty. He, he can say things. He just does light-skinned shit, and I appreciate it sometimes because we, we get a lot of backlash. But to see to see him kind of pull back from this and you post to, you know, we've heard some good. I mean, whether you, whether you like to admit it or not, Drake got a – Plethora of hits. Plethora. Hits on hits on hits on hits on hits. I just hits wish I just hits. wish I just wish it would, you know. For for the for the as a DJ, as a fan of the <laughs> of the culture, the fan of the music, man. You I want just, him to drop the track. Man, I would have loved the scene to get nasty and other people get dragged into it. <laughs> then you got then you got drag him in the river coming out and you know, <laughs> you and L V dropping some shit. <laughs> everybody. Everybody can get it, man. Right. How's your inbox, yo? Man, it's it's uh, it's been active. <laughs> it's been active. May I ask why it's been active? Um, I, I've been afforded some opportunities uh-huh. to uh, do some things with uh, our local powerhouse radio station, Hot One Hundred Two Nine, and uh, I think uh, the exposure from that has uh, brought me to a place that I once kind of missed. I, I I enjoyed being. The club DJ that you know artists was coming to make sure I had their shit. Mm-hmm. You know, once I transitioned away from that and and started tackling more money and bigger opportunities with this DJ world, I I got less and less of that. So since I've been doing this with Hot 102, um, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting back on the on the email chain with uh with the other DJs that are you know that they're thinking of to make sure I get this music. So I've been getting. Been getting artist music. I've been getting uh, hit up for uh, you know one to hop on the pie, one to one to come, one to come. You know, put some content out, and it, I'm starting to I'm starting to see the <laughs> the lifestyle of you know. Could you imagine the Angela Yee, uh, Charlemagne, the Envy, uh, 
uh, DJ Cell. Yeah, Cell fucking uh, dude in New Funk York. Flex. Funk Flex. Exactly what I think about. I mean, could you imagine the, you know, Big I'm going to run in here and grab some coffee real quick because I was up all night and I come in here and seven dudes is waiting to hope to run into me because I'm around the corner from the station to let me give you this. What's your email? Let me holler at you. I got some hot shit. I'm next. You know, like, I mean, you Facts. imagine how much they hear it. So, you know, I, I've been getting, uh, I've been getting, I've been getting hit up. I've been uh, answering a couple, ignoring a few, you know, <laughs> what, so, what we all do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let me keep everybody uh, up to speed. Keep it a buck. What we do at the station now, we, we started playing a couple local artists. And that's, and that's, and, and that's good. I mean, <laughs> as much, as much as it's been a little while roller coaster, I think it's good overall that the station facts, is uh, facts, taking that super jump. Facts. And that's, it's been a long road <laughs> to get here to, to the little bit of local artists that we're playing. Yeah. So, you know, prior to that, I ne- I really check my DMs and messages once a week. Mm-hmm. And for that reason alone, because if you answer one question, best believe the next question is coming yeah. real fast. And you have much more experience in this inbox uh, game than I do yeah. as far as being you in the public ever, eye. You don't ever want to come across to people, especially... Listeners, but more importantly, you know what I'm saying, artists and people as if you're not fucking with them. Yeah. So you don't ever not want to respond. But you can't give access at 100% of the time. Yeah. You can't be sitting on the couch Waiting in for between the- shows, <laughs> replying, because they're going to, they want answers because they have goals that they're trying to meet. And they, if they got access to you, they're going to keep answering those questions. So I found myself. Jumping in my inbox, jumping in my DMs, going through all of them, taking mm-hmm. the time out every Friday, answering people's questions, and I'm coming back next Friday. Yeah. I can't do it every single day. It's yeah. just impossible. And now, if it's impossible for me in Dayton, Ohio, imagine, yeah. imagine what a Frank Ski is going through Man. in Atlanta. Shh. You know what I'm saying? Imagine Ooh. what Big What's Tig is going that, uh, through. Power 106, the uh, white dude. What's his name? Oh, um, I- I, you know, I'm drawing a blank, but I know you're yeah, talking about I mean, like, some of these mega people that are in these mega markets and in cities that people like Dayton go to, go <laughs> to, to you know, further a dream or, or be around it more or experience something, like, they're in those cities 24-7. Right. They're, 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 when, when someone comes to L.A., think about it as this, as this regard. A new, a new, you know, label in Atlanta under, you know, whoever under Ross under Ti. Right. A new AR. They got a relationship with somebody at Power One Hundred Six. You know, on that level, you might get there's a new artist coming out your way. You might want to check him out. So you're getting it on, on on that level. You're getting it from your cousin who <laughs> got a boy who his friend his son is is dope. Yeah. Check this out. You got the stranger that you don't. I mean, you get it all day every day and. Me in Dayton, Ohio, I get, I make money off of checking my inbox. People, <laughs> people reach out to me and say, "Hey, um, I'm looking for a DJ. You had this date available." So, like, I have to you check. Have to. I check my inbox daily. I don't have to, that problem. To, to 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 look to see <laughs> if that filter message that we don't get and it be sitting there and we wonder where the hell did this come from? Is that you know I've missed gigs and missed inquiries that happened six days ago because they got filtered out of my inbox and I didn't see it, you know, or so I'm always looking to make sure I'm not missing nothing. And then I I tell my kids, I've been preaching this to them, you know, 
they always see something and they want to react. And I'm trying to get them to slow down yeah. and think about what that, that play you about to make, does it benefit you? Does it hurt you? Right. Does it slow you down? Does it help you? Like I'm trying to just get them to this this world is moving so fast. Yeah. And like everybody Herm Edwards say, everybody Don't hit sin. Yeah. Take twenty four hours. That's what been my, my preach is take twenty four hours. You know, if you wake up and it's still on your heart and it's still at you, hey, express yourself. But for me, I've been doing that in my personal, and you know, I've I've typed many of messages and, and hit cancel and delete draft. You know, I've I've definitely save put that, that to the side. Save it. Nah, delete because <laughs> if I save it, I'm gonna see it in the morning and Petty Kev gonna win. Let's get it, let's get Petty Kev gonna win. So just trying to get him to slow down, man, because. It's happening, and it's happening so fast, man. Super fast, so man. Fast. I just want to talk to local artists. Keep sending your music. Oh, yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Just know I am going to listen to it. Yeah. I am going to check you out, just not at the speed you may like. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Trust me. I Like I said, it's every week. I would promise I go through my inbox every single week, reply to everything. It's just like I said, I can't. People can't have access to me 24-7, yeah, you 365. Can't, you can't open that gate because you start giving – People that are acquaintances, Woo. you start giving them, uh, you know, best friend time, yeah. you know, or or mom time, or no. family time, no. or or wife time, whatever. You know, you start giving them too much of that. Like you say, hit up Kev. He'll 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 let us know. Let yeah, me hit yeah, up yeah. Kev. Let me hit up so and so. And and I pride myself on being the same person. Three sixty five. I pride myself on being the same person. That, on this podcast that's on the radio yeah. that you see in real life. I'm the same person. I, I see myself as a goofy dude yeah. that loves music that works at a radio station. And that's me all day, every day. I don't mm-hmm. see myself putting on an act or putting on a show. I'm just I'm just me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't ever want anybody to feel like I'm not being genuine. I'm telling you right here, right now. I'm not checking my inbox till Friday. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I don't count on a reply until Friday. <laughs> yeah. And and don't get in your feelings, because I am the guy that opens the message. You'll see I read it. I didn't still didn't reply. Yeah, Petty is a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> hey, take it take it or leave it, you know. Facts. We got a big game today. <laughs> Four and one. Man. Against some, you know, lottery numbers. Yeah, one, yeah. two, two, and <laughs> two, one. Two, two, and yeah. one. Yeah. Yo, I will say this right here, right now. If the Steelers don't win this game, there's no playoffs for us. And I will say this. Over the last, I'm going to say solid eight years, I feel like there's only been maybe one or two that we did not split. Every year, someone wins this game. More times it's been Cincinnati. Yeah. But then in December, when we two games away from locking in a spot, and we got to meet the steel curtain, that's a little velvet right now. <laughs> they somehow get that 12-9 victory and, 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 uh, and take us out. So I always say we split. You know, I think this, this is a big game for y'all. It, it does matter. 5-1 um, would be tasteful for us. but Who needs this game more? I think Cincinnati do. I mean, I really – I think – I think, you know, you go four and two. You got Kansas City next week. You go four and three. You know, it could it could it could get it could get ugly quick. And I think the fastest you can get to that nine, ten, eleven wins, that's that's your best bet. You know, to get them get them while you can because uh the the the, the Bengals 
there's no other team in football that struggles later in the season than the Bengals. I mean, you can you can look at all the Carson Palmer, Ocho, TJ Hushmanzada teams, Ooh. Chris Henry, you know, all that. We had we have had solid teams that it don't matter come wild card weekend. So hey. Score prediction. Um Watch it. I, I think AJ <laughs> burns y'all today. He, he will. He gets 170 yards. 70 days. Burn y'all today. I, I, two two Hail Marys in the first half. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say 24 17 Cincinnati. Same score, different team. <laughs> Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Who day? <laughs> you can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Bengals, Killer Kev. Let's go. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>